0: I'm Kelly Burley, director of Common Bonds, and this is Common Bonds Radio. All eyes are currently on the human toll of the pandemic of 2020, and rightfully so. In the U.S., projections pointing to an enormous infection rate and loss of life are almost unfathomable. At the same time, the economic fallout of the virus will impact all of us in one way or another. But beyond the human suffering wrought by COVID-19 is the collateral damage to the well-being of our cats and dogs. Across Oklahoma, those on the front lines of animal welfare are adapting their operations in the age of the novel coronavirus while contemplating an uncertain future. In Tulsa, the executive director of the Oklahoma Alliance for Animals, Erin Shackelford, says her organization has seen a big uptick in requests for help with pet food.
1: We've moved probably upwards of three to 4,000 pounds of pet food to people throughout the community just in the last two weeks. So, I, you know, I see that not going down anytime soon and, you know, At some point where we're at right now, we're pretty steady on our our pet food pantry intake. Um, But, you know, I'm, you know, going forward, it's like, if the need increases, are we going to be able to meet that need? Um, With the financial contributions that we have coming in, with the donations that we have coming in, can we keep the pet food pantry stocked?
0: Meanwhile, Oklahoma City's Superintendent for Animal Welfare, John Gary, says the municipal shelter has implemented several changes to protect citizens. With only 10 visitors now allowed in the facility at a time, Gary says the shelter has created a drop-off service for animal intake and adoptions are now by appointment only.
2: It's definitely a a, a shift. Uh, Fortunately, um, so far, it has not impacted us as far as our life-saving efforts go. Um, Intake, uh, it's a little scary because intake has, has remained about the same. It's normal for this time of year. Um, and, and right now the outcomes are as well, but um, and, you know we have a lot of really positive live outcomes right now. But we're, as this thing progresses, our, our biggest fear is that eventually at some point in time the intake is going to stay normal and then the animal leaving is going to go down drastically due to people not coming in to adopt.
0: And that, Gary says, could put shelter animal lives in jeopardy. But he adds the shelter's partners, including OK Humane, have stepped up to pull more animals, helping to control the crowding pressure, at least for now. The executive director of OK Humane, Dana McCroy, says her organization has also made procedural changes to ensure public safety, adding that flexibility is something the state's entire animal welfare community is openly embracing in anticipation of even more human restrictions in the days and weeks to come.
1: Our relocation program is effectively shut down so we're not able to move the large dogs out of Oklahoma City like we normally do. Um, We're working hand-in-hand with OKC Animal Welfare and Norman Animal Welfare to move animals as rapidly as possible in case we all move into a shelter-in-place quarantine status in Oklahoma. And I don't want us to be naive. I want us to move in that direction, thinking that Oklahoma is going to escape what's happening across the nation is, um, is naive and we want to be ready to take care of every animal that is in our state. The minute we go into a quarantine, a true quarantine, shelter in place, don't leave the home situation.
0: In northeastern Oklahoma, the Peaceful Animal Adoption Shelter in Venita is continuing to operate its spay neuter clinic. But the shelter's prolific transport program, which has bused more than 5,000 homeless dogs from Oklahoma municipal shelters to waiting families in Colorado, has been temporarily idled. PAW's Venita Executive Director Kay Stout worries that putting the brakes on animal transport programs such as hers, coupled with scaled-back spay neuter and adoption services, will hit rural areas the hardest, resulting in a tsunami of unwanted animals and more animal euthanasia as the coronavirus crisis crests.
1: There's a lot of suggestions for people to foster the dogs and cats that are currently in the shelters. In small rural communities where overpopulation is so tragic, there aren't enough fosters who even begin to make a dent on the dogs and cats in the shelters, let alone the hundred, because the weather's pretty right now, so Lord knows there are litters happening every night and being conceived every day and those litters will have no place to go Um, if everybody will work together and not throw anybody under the bus and realize that you have to do the unthinkable in order to get control of the unimaginable we can get through this but it is a wake-up call that massive spay-neuter, massive, consistent, every week spay-neuter in rural communities can get you ahead of any flood that might come down the road.
0: Nonprofit animal rescue organizations such as Paws Venita, OK Humane, and the Oklahoma Alliance for Animals rely heavily on philanthropic support from individuals, corporations, and charitable organizations to make ends meet. But the novel coronavirus has already forced many animal welfare groups to cancel spring fundraisers with no clear path forward to reschedule those events. That's prompted many charitable organizations across the country to form emergency funds to help. In Oklahoma City, the Kirkpatrick Foundation and the Oklahoma City Community Foundation have joined forces to establish the Oklahoma Disaster Fund for Animal Support, which will match charitable gifts up to $100,000. The executive director of the Kirkpatrick Foundation, Louisa McCune, says it is her hope the fund will augment individual donors' current and future commitments to the animal welfare organizations of their choice.
1: One of the things I think is real important for us to all be aware of is that in the realm of philanthropy, you know, medical and university giving really dominates, and animal support and environmental support is, I think, it's less than 2% of overall Philanthropic giving in North America or in the United States. So animals are already at the bottom of the list when it comes to individual dollars given. So we wanted to give, um, we wanted to create a place that is trusted for individual philanthropists to join their dollars with our dollars to support animals in Oklahoma in this
0: financial crisis. And while the cash crunch facing the nonprofit animal community is very real, ask anybody on the front lines of animal welfare what their number one concern is for the future, and they'll tell you it all comes down to the animals and the people who care for them. Again, Oklahoma City Animal Welfare Superintendent John Gary.
2: You know, I I, I can be more proud of, of our staff. I will you know, our staff is all considered essential, and and we've basically been um, been required to continue our, our pretty much our, our full services. And, and frankly, they're they're doing it with uh, just sho- they're really shocking me at how well they're able to do it because this is this is something we've never experienced before. So to see these these individuals react in the way that they do, and to be able to to take on these challenges head on. And if there's no doubt when you come and you watch them work and the, the, the love and passion that they have for what they do, uh, it shows every day in just the work they're doing now. So I'm, I'm very proud of our, our staff and our guys uh, and our partners that we work with too for that matter. They've all stepped up in big ways.
0: For Common Bonds Radio, I'm Kelly Burley.